Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive, Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. We are back after an eventful weekend. And Jameson, let's just say uh, what we thought happened didn't happen. Uh, the game didn't even wasn't even played on Saturday. Yeah, a lot of things changed after we dropped the pod, and I feel like that happens a lot. But um, And it's like we really didn't have any opportunity to make a pod beforehand because it was about two and a half days before that they changed the date. Yeah, I mean, that, that pivot was... I think completely unexpected by everyone who was following this thing. Uh, but overall, I don't think it really hurt the experience that much. Uh, th- oh, it helped it for sure. Can you, I mean, did you even go outside on Saturday? It oh, I like barely, I, 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 whenever I did go outside, I guarantee you I was just sprinting to my car and back. You know, it was, it was not, yes. it was it, not a it, pleasant experience. I don't even know, like, if they could add anything from just think about it from just different perspectives. First of all, can you really learn much from this scrimmage? You have a set amount of scrimmages you can have each year as a team and spring game included into that. Could you have actually learned anything as a coaching staff doing a scrimmage while in that big of rain? I mean, exactly from a football perspective, it makes no sense because I mean, you, you probably will get bad weather, but that's not the benchmark you want to you know judge your team on. You know, if Jalen hurts is terrible in the rain, well, that's just what happened when, when the rain happened. Yeah. So really, if you look at it from exactly. a football perspective, you if you were doing it Saturday, you would be better off having it indoors at the uh, you know at the indoor at Everest. Yeah, and, and that leads into no way we would have gotten fifty thousand plus people like we did on um, Friday at that Saturday game. There's no way it would have happened. I understand that we wanted to get upwards of like seventy thousand in comparative. I think we had about fifty five around that um, last year, and it was around fifty. And that we lost a lot of people because people have to travel in from work, at, and that's longer. Like if they get off at five from work and they live two hours away, it's going to be hard for them to get to that. Yeah, and game, I think you know? for for me the biggest issue with the crowd was they just didn't have enough space open uh, because the upper decks both weren't open, mm-hmm. and uh, the the north end zone was mostly closed for. Um, well, they they were doing construction. They're they're widening the seat ranges and you know uprooting all the uh, all the benches. So it for it was actually really packed in places you could actually sit, which was everywhere. One of the cra- I mean, yes. pregame it was one of the hardest crowds to get around I've seen since probably Ohio State in in Norman. It was it was wild, absolute madhouse. Yeah, I know it really was, and the way they did the beer stands, it's about kind of what we expected. It wasn't too long. I mean, whenever I went pregame, I only had to stay in the line for about two or three minutes at mine. It was right outside the student section, which I thought was, was going to be packed there. I mean, overall, um, 
we really recovered well when a lot of things could have gone bad. There obviously was from a lot of negatives that, that we take into account from the changing. If it would have been perfect sunshine weather on Saturday, I really do think we could have gotten up to 70,000 people. But 50,000, we just got to take a win with the situation that we got. And um, there's really not much else. You yeah, can do I, I think next year, 70K is a real possibility, especially due to it. I feel like a lot of people really enjoyed this. You know, there wasn't a lot of complaints about the weather other than, you know, some people upset that they couldn't make it due to the change who lived a little further away, like Northeast Oklahoma, something like that. There really wasn't any complaint with the format. Um, And if they do it again at night, after all the rave reviews they had for the night format and, you know, kind of the energy of that day and, you know, the concert I thought went really well, they do it at night again. Like you might have yourself like some real momentum here. Mm-hmm. I think I really do think going forward from what Lincoln said in his post game presser and everything, I don't know how much of that was just him lying about it and saying like, oh, it went great and everything. But I think he genuinely enjoyed the night aspect. So a Saturday night and kind of making it a whole day out of it for the recruiting, it kind of sounds like a cool idea. The one bad part about making it a Saturday night from the recruiting aspect is we wouldn't have the opportunity to do that cool Saturday dinner that they did at the Chesapeake. You're right. The uh, That Chesapeake dinner, that was, I mean, that's some brilliant out-of-the-box thinking. I remember seeing that pop off on, pop off on my uh, timeline and be like, okay, wow. Like, that took my breath away a bit. That was a absolute, mm-hmm. just big baller move from Lincoln Riley. Yeah, and whenever he said, don't <laughs> copy or whatever, it's, I mean, like, Lincoln really doesn't try to, like, recruit against other schools but this whole beef between texas of like come to texas because it's not a ghost town like it is in oklahoma i mean we've got stuff here in oklahoma too so if you want to come win and you still want to have some kind of a good city up to go to just travel 30 minutes up the road i mean this week this weekend was just an entire massive clap back at both texas and their director of recruiting brian carrington uh i mean they, they Everywhere you looked, you could see a stat or a, a trophy, uh, either either a Heisman or a Big Twelve or you know even our uh, our national titles. Like you, you couldn't turn any which way without being reminded of the success not only OU has had, but Lincoln Riley has had in his short two years. The videos uh, showing all of you know the NFL draft guys we've had. I mean, it was it was overwhelming, and they left out yeah, a lot we, of them. Too. We ran out of room. I mean, it's <laughs> it is just. It was just an insanely huge demonstration from OU. Just massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they could have gone on and on about the NFL things. I understand that we're not, like, producing top talent at, like, the cornerback position, and we have some definitely weak spots. But we've got a lot of big names in the league, and uh, there's many recruits. I mean, you're a high school student coming in. You have high hopes where you think you can go and play pro. Yeah, that's where you're probably the most cocky you are in your life because especially in your area, you're the top of the top. You're the cream of the crop, you know. Of course you're going to exactly. have the highest thoughts. And to really cater to that and say like, hey, here's your road to what your dream is and you can come to OU and we'll help you there get there, that's definitely key even though it kind of sometimes might not always be the most realistic yeah. of options. Agreed, and you know that that's especially the case defensively, but – you know, on the, on the offensive end, it, it's it's become a powerhouse and a absolute. I mean, an oh, absolute, yeah. uh, an absolute factory, especially for like receivers. I feel like playing quarterbacks as we're yes. about to have another one, number one. 
Oh, offense, offensive line too. I mean, if if it's on offense, like we always say, like if you're an offensive player and you're from this region, or if you're just from anywhere and you want to do well, why don't you come and play for Lincoln Riley? It doesn't make any sense. Like the, this dude just produces, puts up huge numbers. The scheme is absolutely like offense friendly. It's big plays. It's in the Big Twelve. Like. I don't get why we can't even do even better even last year when we got three five-star receivers. I don't see why we aren't getting high-end offensive linemen with the best coach in the league, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, it, so. it, it's weird that we're not getting, you know, every single five-star lineman uh, <laughs> in the country. But, hey, you know what? I'll, I'm okay with it. You know, we'll get there. Once they start learning about beating Bo, you know, it'll – I don't know. I, I just think we're, we'll just keep churning out pro, uh, prospects and they'll show up. Okay, so last things before we pivot to actual football talk. Uh, is there anything that really kind of stood out to you with how the how how the spring game was put on, anything like that? Because I thought it was really impressive that most people stayed all the way through. I thought the timing structure was a little interesting. But uh, what do you think, Jimson? Yeah, I think other than the timing, definitely. Um, I mean, we could talk about oh, Lee sure. Bryce, and uh, I just I I mean. I just don't think his music really is kind of game day atmosphere. But it seemed like there was a lot of people on the field with the field passes. So, I mean, good for that. I mean, and he's, he's a popular guy, it seems, and um, he's got a couple hit songs. And just the replays that I watch is just kind of like, is this getting anyone really pumped up for the game? Because I don't think that was the point. It was, it. it was definitely a different vibe. It was kind of had that porch country vibe where you're just relaxing. You, you didn't feel like – I didn't want to run through a wall or anything, but I was like, yeah, this is a nice, you know, spring, you know – evening i was enjoying myself relaxed it, it fit the spring game vibe now it was if it was before a real football game i'd be like all right like let's get on with it come on well if i needed to run through a wall the only people they could bring is natural um, yes. by imagine dragons i mean i mean if there's anything to get me ready for college football if next year the theme song's not imagine dragons and some guy yelling into the mic it's it's a failure I, I don't know what ESPN's department's doing. I, I'm not going to lie. I was at 9 East, uh, the liquor store down Chautauqua, before the spring game. And, uh, oh, yeah, Natural came on. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got hyped. I was ready to, I was ready to like, grab some yeah. natties from the fridge and just pound them in the middle of the liquor store. I was pumped. Yes. Yes. And, I mean, that's, that's just what they do. <laughs> natural, man. I mean, I mean we, we made fun of that song so much. Yeah, of course. And we still do. And I'm not saying it's a good song. I'm just messing with y'all. That 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 song is horrible, but we embraced it and the screaming and that's the only thing that got me through it is making fun of it. It's it's one of those things it. where Imagine Dragons makes music that I it's like Stockholm syndrome. I listen to it so much time so many times that I actually start to like it. Like unironically, when I originally I just I, I have to I hate it, then I like it ironically, and now I just like I don't know. If it pops up, I'm like, Okay, you know, let's 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 go, let's go. It's it's more like the association of college football and the laughter. It, it just makes me think with of it. More of like it reminds you. Yeah, it just of makes other me think moments. of that. Like the Walk on Water song. I, just, I don't know why. I just always think, "Oh, you Ohio State under the lights." And yeah, it, it, it's it's really it's corny, corny, but I don't know why it gets. It, it's really it's really lame. It just makes me think of college football, which I love. Yeah, but other than that, I mean the show. I mean the game overall well produced good um on the fly fixed everything um 
And I think I feel like everyone, all the recruits kind of came in in time and got to see it. So I didn't. I mean, there's a couple guys that weren't able to make it because of the changing of everything. But the real big guys we were keying in on, really, other than like maybe one or two guys, we got in. Everything worked out good. But if we're looking specifically at the game, and I mean, there's so much to talk about it from there. Uh, I think the biggest thing that stands out is how this is not a quarterback. Oh God, not at all. Not at all. Jalen Hurts has this thing completely in the bag. Lincoln Riley shouldn't even try to fool us this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that it, there kind of is a quarterback competition between Tanner and Jalen because, you know, Tanner played real, Tanner Schaefer played really well <laughs> at the end of the game, you know. So, I mean, Tanner Schaefer was just thrown. He had the best stat line. He was throwing. He got three oh weast, two yeah. touchdowns, you know. Six I for mean, seven. I mean, like, Tanner Schaefer was slinging. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was, he was doing good. And honestly, I... That one, there was that one interception Mordecai threw, that, oh my, it was I, it was awful, and I, I turned to I turned to who I was sitting with, and I was like, good God, Tanner Schaefer is awful, and I looked down, I was like, wait a second, he's wearing fifteen, that's that's Mordecai, what in the world was that? Yeah, dude, dude, I mean, our speed D didn't really create that. No, that was it was a horrible pass. <laughs> it just he just flew it over and Justin Broyles. It looked like the, he was trying to play jackpot or something. He just like threw it up there to exactly threw it up there and like, it oh, like. Oh, okay, I'll I'll take that, but yeah, Mordecai in the press conference afterwards was like, yeah, I, I played really <laughs> bad. It, it, I mean, and it sucks for him because he had a huge opportunity because people were talking big on him, the coaching staff, and this is his time to come out to the fans and say, "Hey, I'm for real." And I got to show y'all that I'm the dude. And if he would have came out and he would have slung it and, you know, like he made a couple touchdowns and looked really good on the ground and was good in the pocket, he would have had some people thinking, like, hey, this kid could be competition for Spencer Rattler next year, you know? And, like, people could actually buy into that. From now on, all of the talk that people were kind of just sitting down, oh, no, Jalen Hurts has it in the bag and Spencer Rattler, that is completely 100% true now. Um, he has no ground to stand on, and it sucks because it's a spring game, but first impressions are so huge whenever you don't have much to stand on with your coming out of high school mm-hmm. and your star status. So he's got a very, very large... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Now. It's it's going to be a bit of an issue for him. It's, I mean, come on. I, I know it's just a scrimmage in front of people, but that was really... I don't know. It was just not impressive. I will say this, though. His receivers were pretty... Um, I mean, his receivers... They really kind of helped him out here and there. There were a couple pretty good grabs oh, man. On, the, on the white team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's crazy to think that Jaden Hazelwood really didn't do too much for him on that side of the ball. But, I mean, they had he had C.D. Lamb and Charleston Rambo. We didn't see too much from Charleston Rambo, but whenever you've got those three guys on your side of the ball, it can really help you make a lot, uh, make yourself look a lot better. But Lee Morris, that Ooh. one-handed catch that he had. That was man, wild. Did That's that got me hyped. Good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I was good for that. But, I mean, Ryan Jones was guarding him at that will linebacker and whiffed on the tackle. It looked really bad. Um, he just moved there to that inside backer, so that wasn't a good look for him. But Lee Morris saying, hey, man, man I'm going to be take this spot from Calc. Like, that's Yeah, no, it, it was – I mean, that was impressive. The tight end play I thought was really we'll, – we'll get more to – we'll get more into the other wideouts, especially on the red team. But um, – the tight end play I thought was really good, even though Calc was out. I was a really big fan of how Stogner looked. That guy, that guy's going to be oh, good. Yeah. Stogner's just got a body and he knows how to use it. That one sideline catch he had, it just looked simple and easy. Whenever you got a six foot six big body and you're playing tight end, 
you don't have to be overly athletic as long as you put yourself in the right position. He looks like he's kind of a high IQ guy. Sooner fans should definitely be excited for uh, him agreed, coming up in the future. Probably this year you won't see a ton of him. He's going to get redshirted. Um, no. It's going to be really tough with Calc and Lee Morris. It's already going to be tough for Calc and Lee Morris to get them out of snaps. Exactly, they need, exactly. You know? um, let's pivot to some of our some of the uh, receivers that I thought were really nice. Um, Trejon Bridges and Theo Weiss, two guys who, yeah, the second oh, we got Hazelwood, they both kind of were moved to not the back burner, but like kind of the middle burner. Um, but wow, they had themselves a heck of a game. Yeah. Definitely. Trajan Bridges, I feel like, stood out the most out of the three wide receivers from the 2019 class, just from what he did. He had very two athletic catches on long balls. One where he had to come back to the ball, and Jalen Hurts purposely kind of underthrew it to him. That was a really good athletic play. And then there was one where he just kind of, it was just a 50-50 ball, and he came down with it. And that was that was really impressive. Theo got the two touchdowns and everything, but those were just wide-open yeah. plays. You know, Trajan actually made the tough yeah, catches. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I liked Theo, but, I mean, one of those, he just completely burnt the guy and he stopped running. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, he's going he's going against walk-on corners out there. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it was tough. It was tough out there for the white secondary. Oh God. And, and that's the problem for the defense is it's already thin, but when you split it in half, it's even thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we were missing guys like Trey Norwood, and so that's just gonna. It's <laughs> they. We had a good a good amount of injuries that really kind of made a bunch of walk on guys that we really never heard about have to really go out there and play. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's it was. <sighs> It was interesting. Um, I will say this: What did you think of? What did you think of Buki? Buki was out there playing aggressive. It kind of reminded me how he played at the beginning of the season last year. Um, he was out there running towards the quarterback. You know, he was disrupting plays. Um, he looked really good in that nickel spot. Um, I wasn't overly like kind of impressed, but. That's just the way he plays. He flies around. And that I feel like if Grinch's defense lets him do the kind of things that he did at the beginning of the season last year and then in the spring game, that's where he's going to really be able to do well for us. Um, I would have really liked to see um, how Trey Norwood would have played in that spot. But with him being out, it's, there's really not too much that we can do to compare um, the expertise of the nickel yeah, position. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I was impressed. I, I, too, was impressed with his aggression, You know, the two sacks. Uh, I thought it looked pretty good. And I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. I, I, I was happy to see him come out with an energy and look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. That's these are that was kind of defensively. I, I, it's so hard to keep track of everything because you know with OU so so focused on offense, but defensively, I mean they they didn't look good. But yeah, I mean. I... The one guy I could put my finger down and say that dude played a good game and looked good was Gallimore. Gallimore manhandled that one play in the backfield where he just he he was just commanding against the weak offensive line, especially yeah. the walk on centers. I I mean it, it with Creed Humphrey out and then splitting the team in half and having to play two walk on centers, it was just not not a good time. And the, and Dubuque kind of worked on that. Um, David Swaby on the right tackle too, and just clear line to it. And there's a lot of offensive line uh, lack of cohesion, I guess you'd say, that really made it where people blitzing the ball and then the D lineman had some um, time to shine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, in in general, if you had to name an MVP for this, who would it be? 
Uh, I feel like there's a guy I could say I was most pleased with from this game, and then there's an MVP. MVP is just kind of just kind of simple in this, and you give it to Jalen Hurts because that's that's just the big name, and a lot of times the big named if they do well. They get the MVP. Who I was most pleased with and who I was really excited to see do well was Trajan Bridges. I, I was really happy with that. Um, and especially coming out in a very thick wide receiver class and he kind of showing and me kind of having this hunch that he could be a guy to really make some noise. Overall, my biggest sleeper that I didn't see doing well, that did really well and was a huge part in this offense, was Basquin. I Basquin got so many looks from Jalen Hurts. And he's that starting slot guy. So if Jalen Hurts and Basquin um, can really find a good connection there, Basquin could have a good six year of college. And uh, agreed. Really and I, I guarantee you, there's probably a little energy going there for him, knowing that he's going to be back. You know, he got his extra year of eligibility granted. So I, I guarantee you, he probably probably had a little bit of a pep in his step. I don't know. That- yeah, definitely. I was that. I mean, who who do you think? Who's the guy that really shot out the pad? <laughs> God, I can't talk. Uh, Stood out to you, um, and really uh, kind of for me. You. Honestly, I I really liked Stogner, and I know he's not going to be a huge impact next year. But there's something that he just has an insane amount of potential. Where I, if I had to throw it a hot take right now, I think he might be he might be one of the best players we have coming out of this. Like maybe the best receiver of of him and then the big three of, you know, Theo Hazelwood. That is, oh, that's, wow. I'm throwing that hot take, like that really, you know, 130 mile per hour pitch here. I'm saying, uh, I don't know. I, I think Stogner as a tight end, he could be, I, I don't want to say Gronk level. Cause that's, I mean, that's silly, but I think, I think he could be one of those guys who really, really makes an impact in a special way. That's unique that you don't really see a ton in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a, an absolute superstar. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a hot take. We'll hold you to that one. Let's keep that clip and record it, and we will talk in about that's, two years. That's fair. That's fair. We'll I, it's that not one. as bad as a Traber, uh, as a Traber take. But... Oh, man. Yes. Um, yeah, what's your expiration date on this? How, when can we start grilling <laughs> you? Whenever uh, well, you start grilling me. <laughs> let's, let's do it when they graduate. Yeah. What, what, okay. All right. We'll we'll go we'll go for it on that. I I it's hard to say that Theo Trajan or Jane Hazelwood is going to be a first team All American. Um, one of them has their time at OU, but definitely Stogner has that potential as well. I'm not taking Stogner down. That dude is a beast. We just got three really really big beasts also oh, sure. that's competing against there. I guess on defense too. If we're talking all about offense, about MVPs and people stood out. I guess kind of. Brian Mead at the uh, Mike linebacker, he showed that he could really be a starter over Deshaun White. Uh, People talk about how good he was and kind of frustrated whenever he got in over guys like uh, Levi Draper last year at the end. But this dude's in the right place at the right time. And he's still a physical specimen. Um, he's put. I think I saw something. It's like since the time he's been at OU, he's t- gotten down from like fifteen percent body fat to like four percent or something like that. I don't remember the the numbers, but he's slimmed down a crap ton. Really got in the work, weight room, worked hard, and he's just a high IQ guy. I was really impressed where he was always around the plays, blowing up stuff from the spring game, and uh, he'll definitely be good. For yeah, I also liked uh, Chance. Uh, Chance is it Sylvie or Slivy? 
Sylvie. I, yes, I thought it was Sylvie, Sylvie, but I kept looking at the fanatics. I'm like, there's no way that's Sylvie. But yeah, I, I really like Chance Sylvie. He had four and a half tackles. Looked pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I that's That's another guy who I was pretty... Yeah, we definitely need to find a couple more guys in the secondary to really kind of um, come out and take those safety spots if we're not all in on Patrick Fields. I, I'm pretty sure deal. like Patrick Fields and Yell are going to be great, but you know, oh, you you always want more people. You know, if you, if there's a guy you can rotate in yeah, there, definitely. that'd be pretty nice for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll shift on from that and head on into the Kruton corner. I really, for all y'all, I wish there was more to talk about. I thought there was going to be more eyes. I thought I, I thought four yeah, was same kind here. Of the number three. Three is really so far. This right now it's Monday five o five. I still think there's opportunity for more eyes to come, and it could really turn into something good after kids go home and the recruiting high sets off and they get to talk with their parents and they may, may give Lincoln a phone call. We never know. But right now three was disappointing, especially with one of them being twenty twenty one. I thought there was just going to be more twenty twenty guys to commit. Um, so out of the eyeballs that came before the anything started, that was Cody Jackson's eyes. That is the 2021 wide receiver. He went to the same high school that CD Lamb did. So he's just been an OU lean and OU favorite for a while now. He's always said he's wanted to follow in CD's footsteps and has been very pretty much open that he wants to go to OU. This is one of those things that he was going to recruit any, you know, he's going to commit any time now. This kid, uh, the 2021 rankings came out on 247 Sports um, the other day, and he's like top 60 player in the nation. So I get really excited um, that he's definitely the um, heading out the class of 2021. For sure. That's, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like it would be easy to jump now to conclusions and be like, oh, it, this recruiting weekend was a failure because we didn't see an avalanche of Lincoln Riley eyeball emojis. But really, you, you got to take an, you got to take into account that for some kids, this is just a part of just one piece of the puzzle. Those, I mean, there's still a lot of time to tie it all together. And just because you don't have that instant gratification of seeing the eyes and seeing all the Lincoln Riley stuff doesn't really mean that this was a failure. I, I wouldn't worry. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's more confusing to me because we did get Manning as one of the eyes, and now we've got one the one big eyes that are from a couple of weeks ago, and then one that's still to be announced um, that are outstanding. I just feel like there's guys like Aki at Gumby and like Covington, and that were just like severe. Like we thought, that, I thought they could even be silent commits that were just waiting to announce it um, once the spring game came around. And uh, that's kind of scary because, I mean, what happens if Akia Gumby he just took his Georgia visit right before? What if Georgia kind of made him do- like think, oh, I don't know if I really want to commit this week and hold it out? But that being said, last year's spring game, we got a lot of eyeballs. But you got to look at which eyeballs actually ended up going to OU. Theo Weiss and Jamal Morris were pretty much like the only ones. We lost RJ Henderson, who was that other really good wide receiver, ended up going to Florida. We had Jay Hayes, who's a Notre Dame defensive tackle grad transfer that decided to go elsewhere. Uh, Jerry and Jones was a safety, decided to go to Mississippi State. I mean, there's other, I mean, we had what, seven eyes last year, and we only got about two of them. You know, I mean, it's just, it, going forward this recruiting weekend, Everything I've read, it went really well, and a lot of the recruits were in good spirits with the visit. You, they don't have to 
commit right now. This thing could be that one moment that makes them want to, but they're not going to have to rush in and make a decision. That's a big point in their life. They don't have to commit right now for this to Agreed. be successful. Agreed. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think the thing you have to know is it's just – it's so incredibly, incredibly early. There's so much time that can happen between now and December 2020 or 2019. What am I saying? Um because that's let's be real yeah. that's the new national signing date yep yeah barely anyone goes to february um but all in all just talking on the other parts dante manning committing if there is one guy you wanted to commit uh that's him that we are really really fortunate to get him that's the number four cornerback in the nation according to 247 out of st louis or out of kansas city excuse me um out of missouri and this dude is just special he's he, Big in the track, good sprinter. He's fast. He's linky and long. I mean, he's the first person in, I guess, not the first person, but he's now the only person in our defensive class for 2020 now that um, Darren Green Warren and Jalen Huff have decommitted. Uh, he's a great piece, and Sinner should be really, really excited. Yeah, when we're talking him. about how Alex Grinch wants speed D type of guys, and that's kind of why we're letting some of these guys phase out, this is the type of guy we wanted. This is this guy seems to fit the mold of Jalen Grinch's Jalen Grinch, Alex Grinch's uh, speed D uh, system. So I'm excited. I've looked at I looked at a little highlights after uh, emotionally composing myself after the uh, Thunder loss. But um, yeah, no, I, I tell you, I I like the guy. Uh, that's a that's a very yeah. If you wanted a guy to come through for 2020, that's a big one. Yeah. So the last, so he was our uh, second eye. So when Lincoln, okay, so Lincoln posted an eye before anything started, then another singleton eye, and then he posted a row of one eye, then two eyes, then three eyes. The third that tweet was just signifying that there is now three total eyes from spring weekend. That doesn't mean that there's six eyes that just all happened at one time now did that go through my mind at first yes i mean i was really excited but lincoln's madness and how he deals with eyes there is no like there are no rules if words come after it people think it's like the biggest deal ever because when words came after it, we got jane hazelwood and supposedly this big one is some crazy recruit that we assume to be kendall milton um but there he has no, no method to his madness there's only two eyes that are outstanding right now and uncommitted um that are that are not announced on twitter um but all in all i really do think that there could be maybe even i'd say there could be a chance yeah, which would be i mean it would be huge um i mean it's it's massive you just want as many guys as you can and you know what you want them to you want them to fit your scheme I, I, i'm excited though i think mm-hmm. i think overall as a weekend in recruiting you know i gotta ask gotta ask you as chairman of the recruiting corner uh uh what? How would you grade this weekend? Uh, I'd give it a. I'd give it a B. I just. I think we lost a couple guys. Like everyone was kind of stoked on Keely Ringo coming in, and because he's like the one, the best cornerback in the in the league. I mean, in the league in high school, and uh, he was going to be an unofficial. But since it turned to Friday night, kind of turned him away. We lost. I mean. We lost a lot of guys that I was really wanting to um, get in. Like Brady Ward was offensive lineman from Alabama that I really wanted, but he couldn't get in. Uh, and then like Seth McGowan, really high end running back, we couldn't get in because we changed the date. Uh, Alex Huntley, Boog, oh, yeah. you know how big I was on him. Like we couldn't get him in. And, it's, and we had four defensive tackles scheduled to come in. 
they all canceled on us after the uh oof the, uh, did they did time. they run into any flat tires and, <laughs> yeah i mean on it i, oh, I sure hope not that dude sucks <laughs> dude scooby carter well good thing he sco- ended up screwing in over a&m anyways because he decommitted from them went to alabama so i hope i hope he can't the can't best. trust these crews uh, man yeah <laughs> it's hard out here dude but but all in all like we did lose like guys like alex huntley who i really wanted in but we got the really, really big guys that I wanted to stay, and like Dante Manning and Covington and Burns and Watts and all of the big defensive backs that we really wanted. Um, just another note for the last eye, that, not the one that was a couple weeks ago, but the third eye that hasn't been committed yet um, is a defensive recruit from 2020. So we don't really know who that is. There's a lot of guesses. Um Bryson Washington, a guy from Houston, did tweet out anyone good with commitment videos. Uh, People thought that he was going to go to Texas, but maybe he's that guy and he's waiting a while because he's trying to get a commitment video up right now. That could be something to look at for. But I I would not be surprised um, if it's my guess, if I had just had to take a random guess of who this was. I think it's Dante. I mean, I think it's Jacoby Covington just because that's a guy that I thought was a silent commit before, and he's the safety from Arizona. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I, I think I agree just from the non – wouldn't say unlearned because I'm informed on stuff, just not just not to that degree. I would say I would say I would agree with about a B. I mean, that's, that sounds about right in terms of how my level of excitement from the casual recruiting observer's perspective. Um, so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. any last thoughts before we wrap up, uh, spring game talk? No, not really. I mean, it's just, I feel like it was good because Jalen Hurts did well. I feel like a lot of people kind of would have panicked if Jalen Hurts wouldn't have done well. Even if he didn't do well, Kyler Murray didn't do well in the spring game last year. There's so much room for improvement, but all in all, there's not too much kind of to really be pessimistic about from the players' performances. There were some things that we need to fix, but we've got a long time till the fall comes around, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for this. Yeah, season. I, I am too, and it it's honestly kind of cruel because I was it was such a great night and such a fun time you know with football, but you know what it's you get so hyped before it because we Norman felt like a bit of a tailgate atmosphere like you normally do. And then you get there and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a scrimmage. And you're, you kind of get a little booger McFarlane-ish and you're like, oh, this ain't football. Like, But you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, I miss it. I'm so ready to get back. But we have a – I mean, the the, non, the long night begins here. <laughs> we got a solid 138 days as of this recording from the season opener. It's, it's going to be a long wait. But you know what? We're all in this together. We got nothing but uh, – got, got, but nothing but recruiting until uh, – until here so we'll stick together <laughs> yeah champion barbecue yes, that's true and that's always it, a, so. that's that always seems to be really good the only problem with champion barbecue is you, there's no mm. football but you do get really yeah i don't know you might get yes. see you know kale gundy get hit with a water balloon so that's so really it's about <laughs> even <laughs> yes. you gotta remember these kids are like 17 it's it's just good weird God. i mean they're young you know like they like i mean they went i think they went bowling this weekend you know, it's just like these kids are still young. We we can't view it, them as like weird. adults. It's really weird, and I'm trying to figure out what the like what the age is when it gets weird to start talking about recruiting as much as it is. Because 
I mean, there's, I mean, shoot, if they're 17, you know, I'm about to be 24 in May. That's that's a seven year gap. That's pretty weird. I mean, it's not. It's that's weird. If you well, think no, I know. It. I mean, the, it's just. I mean, it's just cool because it's like, like what I always say is looking at recruiting and paying attention to it. You know the players coming in, so therefore you have a better like overall knowledge of the football team as a whole. And um, I feel like if you don't pay attention to it, these freshmen that are coming in, it you don't know one fourth. That's a good way to put team. it. Because I, I mean, I I follow it. You know. Pretty solidly, but I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how this summer you know goes on, and I don't know. I'm pumped. Uh, so I guess this is our last pod until uh, maybe next maybe next month if something pops up, we'll uh, we'll get. If something if something big happens, we'll do an emergency pod. Maybe if this big eyeball breaks, or if they make us wait any yeah. longer, you know, like if Kendall Milton commits, I mean. Maybe one might need to do emergency pod or if like champion barbecue. Exactly. Yeah, we'll now. we'll just keep an eye on it. But for now, if you just want to listen to some stuff, hit up uh hit up off the wagon. We our other separate pod feed. We have a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, definitely a bit of a con uh, just content all over the place. Check that out for sure. Uh, it's pretty fun. You and I. You... Yeah, we got yeah, a lot that's of stuff for sure. out so, there. You know, if you're if you're feeling bored and you know, or like, hey, I wonder what I wonder what Bobby and the boys and Bobby and Jameson and all them are talking about. You know, just hit up off the wagon. It's good ass. It's a pretty good time. Um, yeah. So, I think that's pretty much it, Jameson. Mm-hmm. Not really, not much to it. Um, main moral of the story is don't overview and overthink this game, but take some little tidbits yeah. that are. My, my last take: It was weird seeing people with beers in the stadium. Yeah, it was. It was, it was weird. <laughs> I actually didn't one. get one. I was. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just. I just never. Never really kind of had the opportunity to. But I know it was. A, it was a huge you. mistake on my end. But uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. So I'm happy. Happy beers are in. It's everything I ever thought it would be. So, all right. Well, for me and Jameson, uh, that's about it. Enjoy the uh, off season. Check us out on off the wagon and uh, boomer sooner, guys.